0: Hi, my name's Greg Ramage from Faith Alive Church, and this is the for men only vlog. Uh, I'd like to welcome you to the vlog. Thank you for tuning in. Um, and so today, I'm I'm uh, going to be talking about uh, being a gentle man, I, like a gentle man, only a gentle dash man. And uh, you know, we've all been created differently, and uh, men all have different dispositions. But, the, to, you know, one of the things we want to focus on today is gentleness. And gentleness is talked about in the Bible. Um, you know, the image portrayed often uh, by men to be the ideal man is to be a, a man mighty and warrior, fearless and uh, skilled in battle. And, and that's good. That, uh, that can be a good trait and uh, even a godly trait, um, manly traits even. Uh, but some men are naturally gentle. And so we can't generalize. Not not everyone has an issue with being gentle. Um, but hopefully some of the guys out there can relate to some of the struggles I've had. So, um, you know, when I was a young man, I, I had a quick temper and uh, I really struggled with a with temper, but I didn't usually get, get angry at people. I usually got angry at situations or circumstances that uh, uh, caused me to, uh, you know, c- block my goals or out of frustration, uh, I, would, I would get angry. So after I became a Christian, I improved a lot, but uh, I still struggled. And, uh, you know, I wanted to be a godly example to my wife and children, but I sometimes failed. Uh, I can remember a couple of times with my children that I failed to control myself and, and uh, you know, treated them harshly. Um, as harsh towards them and uh, as focusing on my frustration and not being a good example to them. And we want to be a good example to our, our, our uh, wife and our children. And uh, I still regret these moments today. Um, I spoke to my kids about them years afterwards and they didn't even remember them. Uh, But I'd stepped out of character and I still regret them today. You know, it's a worthwhile goal to live a life without regrets. It may not even be possible. But it's always good to consider the outcome of our words and our actions beforehand. It's also important to realize that we don't have to live in condemnation because Christ forgives and forgets confessed sin. And none of us are going to do this perfectly. So, um, You know, we have goals, we try to do do things as good as we can, but we also don't live in condemnation. So it's a good it's a good goal to do three things. I kind of narrowed it down to three things that we could we could do that would help. And number one is to consider our ways before we speak and act. James 119 says, My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak. And slow to become angry, so it's a good idea to to consider just to take a moment and be you know in situations and before you open your mouth, just check yourself, make sure your attitude's right, make sure you're not speaking out of strong emotions, and that your words are not going to uh, hurt and cause uh, some cause someone pain that you're going to regret afterwards. So. That's number one. Just consider your ways before you speak or act. Number two is constantly assess our spiritual condition and progress. Be sensitive to God's condition. So we need to assess ourselves and see how we're doing and if we're progressing. And so it's important that we are sensitive to God's conviction and we're willing to respond to what God is saying. And number three is to develop good habits and patterns that help us improve. And of course, the best habit is to be consistent in prayer, to deal with ourselves as well as the needs of others in in prayer. So, you know, when we pray, we don't just pray for all the other things and, you know, missionaries in the world. We pray for ourselves as well to make sure that that we are uh, hearing from God and dealing with our own character. One of the prayers I like to pray pray often is, Lord, help me to be the husband and the father that my family needs. So I remember speaking with a supervisor on a construction site one time, uh, on a construction site I was working on, and um, this this, uh, supervisor, he was responsible for quality control, keeping the trades on schedule, and it was a very grueling schedule, uh, and enforcing the safety standards on the job site. And there was no question on the job that he was in authority and he cracked the whip, so to speak, when he had to. And he was quite an intimidating character. Everybody feared, you know, kind of feared and respected him on the job site. But you know, one I was speaking to him privately one day and I said, you know, you do, you do your job very well. And I said, but you must have quite a transition to make when you get home because you certainly can't act this way with your wife and children. And, uh he uh, he started talking about his family and his little boy, and and I could suddenly see the soft side of him, and I realized that you know he, he really did have a soft side, and that um, but that that soft side didn't show at work. This supervisor was a good example of how we can train ourselves in the natural to gain skills we may not have. And usually, there's some natural character traits that one can build on. So, you know, when an employer is looking for somebody uh, for a supervisor position, for instance, they're going to look for someone with a, a character trait to, you know, to be somewhat, somewhat, uh, uh, you know, organized and but someone who can really wield authority well. And so, they're probably going to have those traits to start with in some measure. But you know what, God calls us as men of god to, to be something more that we may not be in our natural selves something but something that we can be through the spirit of god he expands us gives us characteristics that we may not naturally possess so god has provided a way by his spirit to become like christ and it talks about this in galatians 5:22 it says but the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace patience kindness goodness faith gentleness and self-control I don't know about you when I read that list I I, I get more convicted than encouraged um, because you know if you look at each of those things you you consider well do I have all of these things and uh, you realize that you know we, we all fall short but I know the answer is not just in my own striving to be better, but it's by my seeking and by my soaking, by my digging in to the, to the spirit of God and spending time with God. You know, character development is what is missing today in the world. Divorce is rampant, rampant because people don't seek God to change and become more like Christ. We need to seek God so that we can change. And I'm not saying that just because you're divorced that it's, it's your fault or anything. I'm saying that, you know, one of the two people, or maybe both, if they had have sought God, and if they had have sought to become more like Christ, that they probably wouldn't have divorced. One of them, anyways. Uh, sometimes one person wants to divorce, and there's nothing the other can do about it, about it no, matter, no matter what. So, we're talking about gentleness, and I want to put gentleness in context. Uh, In Matthew 21, 5, Jesus is coming into Jerusalem. So this is a triumphal entry, and he's coming in, and he says, Say to daughter Zion, See, your king comes to you, gentle and riding on a donkey, and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. So, we see Jesus riding in, and it says that he's gentle. So, we need to realize something very important: that gentleness is not to be confused with being passive, and that's uh, that's key. Because I think a lot of people confuse the two, and they say, "Well, I need to be I need to be gentle," and so then they become passive and they don't do anything and they they don't uh, assert themselves or insert uh, ins- be assertive in situations where they should be. And so, you know, we still must discipline our children. We must be willing to speak when something's wrong and be firm in authority in the workplace, just like that supervisor that I spoke about. You know, we need to fill the roles that we're called to fill. But, and so also we we can see here that it says Jesus is gentle uh, coming in. He's, it it describes as being gentle, but Jesus wasn't gentle towards the religious leaders of the day, but he was gentle to the the people um, who were sheep, like sheep without a shepherd. And right after Jesus rode into Jerusalem, this gentle guy, he went into the temple, made a whip, and he drove out the merchants and, the, and turned over the tables. So gentleness is uh, something that we need to put in context. There's times to be gentle, people to be gentle with, and other times where we need to uh, be assertive and have, have uh, assert our, the authority God's given us. So it's important to realize gentleness isn't to be our only trait. There's other traits. And, uh, you know, you don't want to be gentle. For instance, we talked about the ideal man that goes into battle at the beginning. Um, uh, You don't want to be gentle when you're going into battle. (laughs) You want to be fierce, right? So gentleness, gentleness depends on the situation. But gentleness is a gift and a fruit of the spirit that we need to have, one of them. So uh, let's look at a couple of scriptures here. In Galatians six one, um, it, it says that we're supposed to be gentle to people in the church. It says, brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently, but watch yourselves, or you also may be tempted. And you might say, well, this is about people caught in sin. Well, yeah, people in the church get into sin, and uh, often there's judgment and there's harshness towards those people. But it says that we're supposed to be gentle to those people. So to be, to be gentle to the people in the church, gentle to people who sin. Um, how about unbelievers? First Peter 3.15 says, But in your hearts revere Christ as Lord, and always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. So there's another one, to unbelievers, when we're reaching out to people who don't know the Lord, we're supposed to respect them, we're supposed to be gentle, we aren't supposed to be harsh with them and judgmental. And so people in the church, unbelievers, so basically that covers everybody out there, we're supposed to be gentle with. But you know what, how about your own family? Sometimes we're least gentle with the ones that we love the most. Proverbs 15.1 says, a gentle answer turns away wrath but a harsh word stirs up anger. And you know what? I think there's a lot of angry children and angry wives out there that are, have become bitter because of a husband that maybe has been harsh instead of being gentle. Now, one of the most important relationships where gentleness is key is in our marriage and our family. Our wives and children are looking for an emotionally stable man, not some harsh taskmaster, and we need, to, we need to realize that this is really important to be gentle with our, our, our family. And it's so important we're gentle with our wife. She's tender emotionally and can be hurt deeply by our words. And our children as well. Make sure you have plenty of words of affirmation, encouragement, and love without compromising your duty to, to discipline them. It's still important to discipline them, but we don't discipline them harshly. But in love, steering them in the right direction. So I want to ask today are you a gentle man? You know, we all fall short in many ways, but the answer to our dilemma is always the same. We must rely on Christ. We must seek the Lord and allow him to build that character in us. You know, you need, we need to ask for the gifts of the Spirit, uh, or not the gifts, but the fruit of the Spirit. We need to ask for gentleness. And you know what? Gentleness is only one of I think I believe there's nine of them. So uh, that only covers one. We still have eight others we need to work on. But you know, are you a gentle man? And uh, if you're if you struggle in this area, you know this is something that you need to deal with because it has it, it has repercussions into the future. And you know, you nobody wants to live a life of regret. So Lord, I ask right now that you would help us as men. Help each one that's watching this uh, to to, uh, deal with the issue of gentleness in their life. Father, to be gentle. Give us a gentle heart, a gentle spirit when we're dealing with our wife, with our children. Father, let us not uh, stir up anger, but Father, may we be the one that diffuses anger. May we be the stability in our family that our children and our wife can look to, to become uh, strong, and, and Father, to bring peace into areas of chaos in, in these times. So Lord, I ask right now that you would move by the Spirit on each of us, that we could be gentle men in Jesus' name, amen.